You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Tento Places, a theater podcast. My name is Aaliyah Gardner, and I am your host. So... Um, It has been a minute since I've hopped on and chatted a little bit about what was going on, what's been going on in my life. I honestly don't really think that I've done a very formal like update or anything like that. But uh, the reason why I would like to do a little bit of an update is because this week's episode is all about um, mental health and how the arts basically saved me. So trigger warning up ahead, I'm going to be talking about um, the uh, Black Lives Matter protests. I'm going to be talking about um, some family situations, losing family. I don't think that these are super intense stories or anything like that, but I do want to uh, just warn everybody. It's going to be a little bit more of a serious episode, um, just because it's all about uh, the arts and how it really saved saved me and quarantine. Honestly, I could probably call this quarantine theater part two, but you know, because uh, this is when a, a, a lot of people, including myself, uh, like all of our mental health just went all the way down the drain because of uh, quarantine. And honestly, it's okay, but everything's fine. Everybody's fine. Everybody's great. I'm doing great. Um, but I let's just go and jump, jump right in because it's just me chatting today. Um, before I really jump into what's been happening, I do want to preface that I am not a mental health professional. I am just speaking from what I have experienced personally. And uh, yeah, that's it. I, I'm not claiming to be one. I am, I'm just a, a simple lady just trying to be an actress out here and, you know, trying to pay my rent. That's all. So, um, so yeah, I don't want to claim that at all, but I'm going to go ahead and just move forward. So basically these past couple of months have been some of the hardest, uh, couple of months because not only are we stuck at home or have been stuck at home in quarantine dealing with COVID and a lot of close family members and myself included, uh, getting hours sliced and diced off of uh, their schedules and people just getting fired altogether because there's not enough payroll and it's there's just been a lot a lot going on and it's uh it's me it's my friends it's my family it's 
everybody that I know has been affected by this virus. And not only that, an entire, a bunch of different communities, of course, have been affected. Honestly, every single person in the world, in my opinion, has been affected by this, whether it be um, pause, uh, as, as like intense as, oh, I literally don't know how I'm going to pay the rent this month or oh like I'm so annoyed like they wouldn't let me in the store because I didn't have a mask like you know all of that and yes I'm going to be just this is just going to be a very unfiltered conversation with myself because uh, I feel like I haven't done that in a while so if you are are weak to the ears if you uh, get easily offended I apologize in advance I'm just speaking what is on my mind and these are my opinions so yeah, you can listen or you can not. I don't really care. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it, it's every single person has been affected by this no matter what. But um, in the very beginning of quarantine, my job, um, my job had switched from doing in-person uh, activities to online only and um, just strictly online. The teachers would come into the facility just so that we can have like the beautiful colors in the background and everything. And yeah, just do everything online. And that was the way that it was for a while. And I'm not going to lie. I was living with my grandparents at the time. So, and honestly, at the time, it feels like it was so long ago, like nine months ago, early, uh, like March. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's been so long. It's already September. Okay. Moving along, moving along. Um, in March, uh, in early March, it was the 16th of March. I remember exactly because we were so confident that things are going to, things were going to be okay. And, uh, you know, everything was going to be, we were going to be fine. And then all of a sudden the virus just started getting more and more severe and people started closing and I wasn't understanding why. And, you know, I'm still young. I'm 21 years old. If you didn't know that I'm still very, I'm pretty young. So it was the very first time that I was truly, and I'm sure this is the same for a lot of people, truly experiencing a, a global pandemic. Like I've, we've learned, learned about this in school. Like the swine flu was a thing for a while. The black plague was a thing for a while, but you know, and, um, what a, all of the movies and everything I've seen it but it was so surreal that it was happening like in our lives because I remember exactly my uh, my owner sat me down and he was heartbroken and he was saying we have to close and he was telling us the options and everything and I just was immediately terrified because for one I wasn't sure if I was gonna have a job anymore and I cried. I cried like a little baby. I did. But yeah, I wasn't sure if I was going to have a, a job at all. And I wasn't sure what my backup plan was because this is my full time job. Like I wasn't looking or thinking about getting a different job. So I was just scared right off the bat. And then we closed the facility. We were doing online for a while. And I'm not going to lie. In the beginning, it was not that bad because Oh, I'm not gonna lie. My my boyfriend and I worked together, and we lived we lived together. We still do. We live in our own apartment now. But at the time, we were living, uh, like I said, in my grandparents' house. Um, we were just very, uh, you know, 
worn down because we were working so much in order to make a little bit of money and everything just to make sure that we can try and you know like maintain car payments and insurance and even though we weren't paying rent at the time we are paying rent right now but at the time we weren't paying rent trying to make sure that we can make ends meet but then the unemployment money started coming in and things were fine for a little bit and then it ended (laughs) and that's where basically everything started to go to shit. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, I'm just, before I even jump into what started to happen uh, to me and just, you know, in general, I want to say, yes, my problems may seem incredibly mundane to some people. And I'm so, so sorry if you're if you've experienced worse or have even had to experience um, like homelessness because of covid or um, just anything, anything to the extreme. I am so, so sorry. And if I had a, a penny in my bank account, I would try my damnedest to give you every single penny that I can. But, you know, <laughs> it's it's rough. It's rough out here. It, it really is. But um, uh, I. I was trying my best to, you know, stay above the water when when uh, the unemployment money stopped coming in. Because if you're not aware, the um, there's an unem- there's a set unemployment amount that you would get. I was in p- partial unemployment, so I wasn't going to get the full amount. I got maybe I don't I'm not sure what the ratios are, but I got I was getting uh, a decent amount every single week because of the. Um, uh, the partial unemployment. It wasn't a lot and it wasn't not a lot. I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to specify how much it was, but, um, but on top of that, because of the CARES Act, there was an additional $600 that was added on top of that, um, that, uh, that money, that partial unemployment money that I already had. So, um, there was, I did have a consistent amount of money plus my, my checks that were coming in from the actual gym when I was working maybe three days. And it was good because, uh, we were very worn out. We got to rest. We only went to work maybe, maybe two or three days out of the week. And the rest of the week we could just rest because, oh my God, our bodies needed so much rest. It was crazy how much happier we were when we got real rest because there was a point where we were just working at almost what felt like every single day for hours and hours on end and it was it was a lot it really was so I think the pause was much needed um but then once the finances stopped uh being consistent and everything um 
Oh, also, we I decided to we decided to move out uh, while this was happening, and and yes, like I really think I still don't regret the decision. I really don't. <laughs> I don't regret the decision whatsoever, um, and because we had the money, we had the money, and it was and I knew we could figure out a plan and everything, and everything's gonna be great, and it still is. Of course, we're still trying to maneuver and figure out how we're going to pay, because I mean that's just that's just the way that it is, you know. This is living and. I am happy that I got to be thrown in and learn based off of my experiences rather than like uh being like sheltered and everything and then something terrible happens you know I you know I would I'm I'm happy of the way that this is playing out and I'm gonna continue to do to live like this um and yeah that's just the way that it is but yes, we moved out and um, Northern Virginia is already incredibly expensive to like live in. We live like, it's it's not a, the, the fanciest place ever, but I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of cute. I don't know what the technicalities of it, of it would be, but I don't know, it's, it's cute and I'm happy with it. But of course we're not gonna be able to afford furniture because, oh, guess what? This is our first apartment. We learned that when you go apartment shopping and you, um, you want to save your spot with one of the apartments you have to put like what five hundred dollars down and then oh you also have to give us three hundred dollars for this and and oh you have to pay this and there's all these miscellaneous fees that i had no i had no clue about whatsoever but hey i learned and lo and behold we got to move out and it was it was good and we're very happy here but we obviously can't decorate, we can't like get furniture, we can't really do anything because we because the money is all going to bills and it's all going to rent and everything and it's not only the finance I mean obviously like we're very happy people and I'm not gonna lie like me and my boyfriend we're very very close and we communicate and we are always on each other's team no matter what so no matter how stressful finances get like us two like we are fine we're perfectly fine um and not everybody can say that, and I'm very grateful for that. But it took a long time for us to get there. <laughs> um, but I'm just very happy that we have that. But even though we're we're fine, finances are not fine. It it's not. And not only not only that, <laughs> in our lives, theater is gone. For everybody, theater is practically gone. And of course, you have your online stuff. And in the beginning, when when um we went it early, very early in where it's like yes we get to rest and enjoy our this time and everything like yeah in the beginning it was great because we had a lot of online things that we could do we were singing a lot more at home challenging ourselves to learn new songs to put in our our books and everything and it was honestly so incredible but then it just kept going and oh, another virtual show. Oh, another season got canceled. I was really looking forward to auditioning for those shows. Oh, look at that. Uh, this is virtual now. Oh, this show is no longer happening at all in, in not even in the near future. And honestly, like it, uh, if you heard that gasp, that was like genuinely like, a uh, like the more that I talk about it, the more like stressed out and anxious that I get because it it was like it was catching on like wildfire basically all of 
all of everything that I was so excited about, we were so excited about, all of my friends that are in the theater world were super excited about auditioning for and shows and cabarets and, and murder mysteries and musicals and I, all of the things, all of, all of the things, guys. It's, they're just slowly dissipating before our very eyes and it was very, very, very hard to handle that and uh, it was just really hard, really, really, really hard. And here comes the Black Lives Matter protests. Woohoo! Listen, if you don't know already, I'm a black woman in America, you know, just out here. <laughs> but I, I, because of the way that I grew up, because I grew up in the suburbs, and I was maybe like one of four kids in uh, in in, ele- in the elementary school, the entire school at the time, and eventually it's some more like pe- kids of color and stuff started coming in, but it was predominantly a white school, and uh, it was I grew up hating my skin. I grew up hating everything about me and my hair and my skin because all these people around me looked so like the, everybody was being called pretty and I was not pretty. I was called, I, people would touch my hair. Honestly, it gives me kind of chills talking about it because I never really discussed the, the types of things that I went through as a kid, as just a little black girl trying to get her education at school, which is like really nasty. But, you know, I digress on that. I, but yeah, they just kept uh, wanting to touch my hair. And well, silly. Oh, your hair is crazy. Oh, your your braids are too loud because I would wear those little my mom would put those little colorful beads or like uh, hair ties in my hair um, when she would braid my hair. And when I would walk around on the playground, you would hear click, 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 click all, <laughs> all the time. Your hair is too loud. Like take out, just take them out. I have other hair ties that you can use. Wow. It's like crazy 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 and I I hated everything about myself as a black person I even came home crying one time and I'm like mom like I wanna I wish that I could scrub off my brown skin and she she just said okay no we're not gonna say that and after that I didn't say it ever again but I've always thought it I hated it but then I went to high school and luckily like the school that I went to was very uh diverse and pretty accepting and just like weirdos I love my the weirdos that I associated with in high school because they were really what defined me and it's awesome but uh I wore my I I think I washed my hair one day because I would always straighten my hair blow dry it straighten it to put it up in a bun put it in a ponytail whatever it was always like straight I never wore it curly I woke up one day and I was like okay I'm gonna wash my hair before school and I'm gonna blow dry it and then just put it up in a bun because when it's blow dried sometimes it still looks straight but if it's up you you know you know you know there's a technique um but I ran out of time and my mom was like hey I gotta leave earlier because I gotta go get gas or something I I was already I already washed my hair and it was already starting to like because my hair is like a sponge so it, it soaks up anything, any type of water or liquid that gets on it, it soaks it up and then my hair starts to get really, really tight curls. And uh, I was like, oh no, I can't get to the blow dryer quick enough. It's going to dry. So I just, I, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go in and I'm going to wear my hair curly. And that day everybody was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, your hair is so beautiful. Da, 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 da. And after that day, I started to slowly but surely try to dig a little bit deeper into my blackness and accept 
myself as a black woman and I am so so proud to I can scream it to the rooftops that I'm so proud to be a black woman in in America and you know why I'm I'm not everybody can say in America like oh like oh my gosh no way but I'm just so proud to be here like there's a lot of stuff going on I mean we all know about what's going on with the police and it's still going on and it's there's still more people dying and it's crazy that nobody in power is openly acknowledging the key issue here and it's it's disgusting but it's still it's still happening and I've been a lot more involved with you know like trying to learn who I am as as a black woman because here's the thing in theater I am seen immediately and I, a lot of people have done this to me before it's not it's whatever now but like at the time it still hurt but um just like I was immediately seen as like the oh you need to sing that one song from the color purple because you can sing or oh I think that you be a good Aida because you look like her or oh you look just like Haley Kilgore no I don't by the way um oh you look just like uh, like I'm sure you can sing like Beyonce no um oh I know you could do this this uh monologue from Fences no just you know like microaggressions towards like me and my race as an actress and that's continuous it's continuous throughout my entire career it, it has been continuous throughout my entire career as an actress because I, I mean yeah, it's just, it's, it's apparent, and it, and even if it's not intentional, it's still there, it's still very, very, very much there, because if I were, just for an example, if I were to ask somebody, like, oh, well, we had these two wonderful women come in who auditioned to play, um, who's a, who's a white, a white woman, um, who auditioned to play, uh, you know, Amneris in uh, Aida. There's this one beautiful blonde woman and this one beautiful light-skinned brown woman who who killed it and everything. But there's this the blonde girl is like a better dancer and but her, her singing is fine. But you know what? Let's just go with the blonde because she fits the look. And honestly, I'm telling you right now, this is it. Theater is not what it used to be. And I haven't it, honestly. Quarantine has really withheld a lot from these theaters in the community because I really feel like this would have been the year that there would have been so much change in the way that casting is done and more people of color directing shows in the community and 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 etc you know you know what I mean it's um I really think that this would have been the year but because of corona we we have been held withheld from doing that and it's really difficult to process because there's so many we were on a roll we had Aisha Jackson playing the the understudy for Anna on Broadway in Frozen the Musical we had Jelani Aladdin I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name who is Kristoff in Frozen on Broadway um Sierra Renee who played Elsa in uh one of the I think I'm pretty sure it's the the one of the theaters at Disney World please correct me if you know what I'm talking about yes she played Elsa in one of the Disney shows um and she's a beautiful light-skinned black woman it's it's there's so much change already there was so much change already happening and it was just the kickstarter and there were so many incredible projects that I saw all of these people of color 
that I follow that we're going to get that we're getting so excited about and everything and boom here comes corona so obviously when an entire when your entire career falls before your very eyes because what else are we supposed to do with theater with this virus how i mean yes we can do a lot of zoom readings and everything but we throw the arts at least me i'm not going to speak for everyone out there in the world but for me i thrive off of in theater when I'm surrounded by people and we're playing off of each other and you know what what else is there to do so seeing um my entire career and all of my friends because I I mean I really only associate with like weird weird art people <laughs> and all of my friends careers just put on the back burner and it's it was very difficult to process incredibly difficult to process even and it still is I'm still processing but I feel like things have gotten a lot better um in general and then I lost a family member that I I didn't I didn't lose her. She just decided to be a very difficult and closed-minded human being, and she basically screwed me over. And I mean, I'm still handling it because it was very, very recent. But um, like, I grew up with this person. They were like my sister, like my literal sister. And then I lost that person, and that was when everything came crashing down. And I. you know what's the craziest thing and I keep saying this over and over again in my life because like I say it's so dramatic but the arts saved my life I am not kidding when I say that because I what else is there to do when I'm laying in bed super sad over this whole family member situation and then everything else comes crumbling down on me like all the many things that are issues our finances how are we gonna pay the rent this month okay I can do this to scrape and I can do this oh my car's in the shop that's great uh now how are we gonna pay for this oh also my aunt no longer wants to talk to me oh that's awesome awesome okay now um now I have to figure out how to maintain this job while also paying all my bills on time like it's all of that just came crashing down on me and I'm not gonna lie I was I was I was heartbroken but the arts saved my life it's so dramatic but it did because putting ice I don't know what it I don't know what happened there was I was just not having a good day because there was it just felt like every day something else was happening with this person and then something else was happening with this other thing that I'm stressed out about already and I just went for a drive and I started singing uh, she used to be mine from waitress and oh my goodness you would have thought that the that the bitch was trying to win a Tony award (laughs) it was honestly the most liberating and incredible thing that I've felt in a very, very long time. I've never sung that song all the way through, like ever. And I was like, okay, you know, like, let's, why don't we put put on the song? And I let everything out into that song and my heart, my soul, my toes, my heels, everything when I sang it the first time around. And I opened my eyes when I was done and I was just, there were so many tears on my face and I, it felt, it genuinely felt like an out of body experience. And it was the most incredible feeling that I've, I've ever felt. 
I apologize, my phone rang in the middle of that um, and when I was getting really, really into it. But yes, it was incredible. And after that, I went home. I recorded myself doing it again because I was still, oh my goodness, and enveloped in so many emotions. I was just broken down. And honestly, singing that song really made me feel like I've accomplished something. Yes, I still had bills. Yes, I still had really stressful things going on. I still had work. Everything was still happening, but it just made me feel like it it wasn't as bad, if that makes any sense. It was a different experience, and I feel like I experienced the arts in a different light for the first time like I've really when I've been on stage before I've had experiences where I've I've like broken down I've really gotten into character all that fun stuff but that was the very first time that I really took the pain and the hurt that I was feeling from my by the way my aunt didn't die like she's still alive she's just she was in my life she borrowed something that was very near and dear to my heart and to my workplace and damaged it and refused to pay for it and started making me feel like I was the victim like not the victim like I was the the bad guy and I was trying to ruin her and she's honestly I'm, I'm not gonna lie she might as well be dead because she broke my heart and that's a whole that's another story for another day that I'm not going to discuss on the podcast it has nothing to do with arts or anything but I took all of that pain that she that she made me feel I took all of the hurt that that I had from theater being gone I took all of the um all of the struggles everything and poured it into this into that song and I realized that I have locked unlocked the my third chakra I don't know I'm just messing around but like I really just unlocked something um and I feel like now I can really appreciate and experience um these these songs and these and being on stage in the future in a whole new light and really channel my my emotions into my characters because you know sometimes there's just days where you're not really feeling it I've done shows where I've been like you know up for days on end sleeping in my car gas yeah the struggle is real out here Um, but I'm a go-getter and honestly I'm never gonna stop no matter what and I mean I guess that's my only advice like just don't stop I know it seems like all is lost and it's a lot easier to just stop in and everything but honestly if you stop doing what you love there there may there's no reason to do anything else in my eyes and I know some people are struggling they want to just have a job to um just get by you know because like it's really really tough it's really tough I mean I'm still trying to figure it out honestly but just don't don't give up because the second that that you do it's just everything everything is just gonna go and honestly it sounds really crazy but I mean that's that's just what what happened to me um I tried to just you know settle and do other jobs because I needed money or apply for other jobs when as soon as I got up here as soon as I moved up north my family was 
on me every single day about just settling for a job. Just get a job. You need a job. Just get a job. Whatever. McDonald's, anything. It'll be temporary. Temporary. But I was very adamant about choosing a job that I knew I was going to enjoy because if I was going to have that job for a while, obviously I want to be able to want to go to work and enjoy my job while still being able to pay uh, pay for my expenses. And I did. And I stuck to that. And it was really hard. It was really, really hard. But because of the motivation that I had with um, trying to make it out here and wanting to be successful in the community, in the theater community and everything, and wanting to um, just get out of the place that I was in I knew that I had to stick to what I wanted and I knew that I had to be super consistent with myself and stay on my path and it it took me a very long time um but I mean after even though when I was at my lowest of lows I um stayed consistent and it happened within the span of like two days when I got my first job when I moved up here as a music teacher for children and I got my first my first professional show in hair at Hairspray in New Hampshire and then I got my first community theater show at, in Aida in uh, in Reston uh, and it was it was just a back to back to back it was so great and everything I started to be filled again so honestly I'm gonna stop there because I could just I could keep going for on and on and on and hours and hours and hours but I just really strongly believe that the arts saved me and they are they continue to save me every single day of my life I guess a couple pieces of advice that I would give you is just take the time to focus on you and take the time to focus on what you want, not what your partner wants, not what you and your partner want together. What do you want for yourself? Not what your family wants or anything like that. I'm sure you get the point at this point, but um, but yes, focus on what you want and just keep going. And I feel like that is so redundant and I've heard people say that over and over and over again. And even when I don't wanna hear it, people say it to me and I don't wanna listen, but it's so it's so important to stay in touch with yourself and know yourself in order for you to get where you want to go in life because you being secure in yourself is going to shoot you in the direction that you need to go and yeah that's all i'm not gonna preach anymore i hope that you enjoyed this episode um i do have a a really amazing list of people that I'm going to be interviewing in the next couple of weeks for you guys. It's going to be awesome and I will be consistent. And uh, yes, I am just really excited. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for so much for sticking around and listening to all the up- other episodes. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Tentil Places Podcast. You can follow the Broadway Podcast Network at Broadway Podcast Network on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram, Aaliyah underscore Gardner. And we will chat very soon. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.